Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world I'm turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy. And we're back. This is another episode of the Irrational Thoughts podcast. Uh, we're going to go continue forward with the new format that we've been trying out. Um, first things up, we're going to talk about it's going to be uh, Colin. Uh, what do we say? Is it Kate? Kaepernick? Kaepernick? However you pronounce his name. Neither one of us follows sports at all. So, uh, you know, forgive us for that. Um, we're mostly just interested in the political, you know, implications of it and the fact that it's just been blowing up our news feeds and we just can't seem to escape it in any way, shape, or form. Traitor. You, he's a traitor, obviously. Yeah, he's a traitor to the nation. Should leave and this he country be, as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should try. He should try to go live in those less free nations like uh, North Korea or whatever. Uh, you know, or maybe some of our uh, you know right wingers should go try to live in Saudi Arabia. You know, I, mean, I don't have all, I don't have all the answers, but I'm more than willing to complain about every solution or answer out there. So, yeah, no, me too. Yeah, so essentially, what is going on is that this uh, you know Colin. I'm just going to call him Colin because I don't want to call him by his last name. Um, doesn't want to. You know, he is basically protesting. Um, by not standing during the pledge of it's the pledge of allegiance, right? Yes. That he's not standing. No, no, no. It's the national pledge. anthem. The national anthem, even better. Okay, so he's not standing during the national anthem, and people are getting very upset at this, taking this as disrespect. Not only t- they're taking it very personal; it's, it's actually quite silly because he's not doing anything personal towards them, but they're essentially taking it um, personal and is offensive for him not to stand during. Uh, the national anthem, and he's doing it as a form of protest um, to try to bring more attention um, to police brutality and, you know, basically how the mistreatment of people of color are in this nation. And what I find absolutely silly about it is that if we are truly a free nation, then you should fully encourage people to want to voice their opinion on things like this. Um, and have it brought to the, you know, to the national level where it can be debated and people can talk to the congressmen and their senators and try to get something uh, or try to get some way of, of a solution to be out there for that for this. But instead, people are basically crucifying the man and, you know, basically calling for this guy uh, to be kicked out of the NFL. You know, some people are saying that he should, you know, leave the nation if he's unhappy about it, if he doesn't think this nation is great. Which is kind of silly because most of these people, I would assume, or I think, are mostly right-wingers. And their main political candidate doesn't think America is great. Crippled but, America. Huh? Yeah. Crippled America. How to make Crippled America, America great again. Right. How to make America great again. Which is implying that America is not great right now. Which is kind of what this guy is saying. But, you know, I, I guess uh, maybe I'm reading too into things. Um you know, it's just upsetting, you know, people want free, people want, you know, people like the idea of freedom until people, ex, you know, use that freedom 
to express ideas that you completely disagree with. If people only had the right to express themselves the way that you saw fit, then that wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be freedom. That would be a form of fascism, which is something that I thought we fought against in the 40s and won. But obviously, that's something that's trickled into our society. Um, you know, I don't want to ramble on too long. I could probably go all day on this. Let me get your opinions on this matter. I mean, my opinions are basically in line with yours. Just the fact that, like you said, if anybody disagrees with you in this country, whether it's on the right or the left, they automatically get crucified. And it's, it's, it's upsetting because the same people who are upset about him are the same people who are like, oh, black people need to like calm down and protest peacefully and not cause a ruckus and do stuff nonviolently. And this is the most nonviolent thing I can think of you doing besides not getting out of bed in the morning. He is just sitting down to show his level of disgust with the way that black people are treated in this country. And I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him, honestly. Like, he's a high-profile athlete. And I know the black community has been wanting these famous athletes to do this for a while. And... He's taken a stand against like what he feels is an injustice to his community, and it's his right to sit. Like he has a right to sit, he has a right to stand, he has a right to do whatever he wants, and that's how I feel about it. And I also find it funny that these conservatives who are upset about this issue are the same ones who complain about liberals being PC. And demanding safe spaces and trigger warnings and trying to impede on their free speech to essentially be obnoxious assholes. And then this guy comes out and just sits down during the national anthem during a football game. And it's just like, oh my god, can you believe what he's doing? It's so disrespectful. And oh my gosh, I'm so offended by his level of disrespect towards our flag and our country. It's just like... Like, you you guys are idiots. Like, that's all it is to it. Like, you're just a bunch of, like, babbling fools who just listen to whatever conservative media outlet tells you to believe in. And that's all it is. Rush Limbo. Yeah, hypocritical assholes is what they are. And, you know, overall, I'm pretty, like, when people ask me, "What's, what's your stance on what Kylan is doing? And I'm just like... You know, I'm pretty neutral on the whole type of thing in in general. Like, I could care less whether he stands. I could care less whether he sits. Uh, in terms of like what he's protesting for, you know, more power to him. You know, if that's what he if that's what he wants to do, and that's what he th- if he thinks that things should change, then yeah, by all means, he should do whatever he feels is going to be necessary to bring that change about. But it's just so annoying just seeing people just talk about how the man should just leave the nation how he basically is, you know, a traitor to his nation. And, you know, people are just so offended. You know, Voltaire, Voltaire said, you know, one of, my, one of my favorite lines from him is is that, you know, I disagree completely with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. And I feel like we've lost that at some point. I mean, Voltaire was a major component in our founding father's thinking. So, you know, it's rightfully so that we bring him up in this conversation in that way. 
But I feel like we've lost that idea of that people should be able to express themselves in some way and that we shouldn't necessarily judge them as much as we should try to figure out. We should try to see where they're coming from and see what type of resolution we can come up for them. Yeah, no, and um, I just wish people would get as upset that the freedoms that that song is supposed to represent and value so highly that they are getting taken away from them by up they're they're getting taken away from us like every day we lose a little bit more and more of our freedom i wish people would get more upset at the freedoms that that song represents are being taken away from us than the fact that some quarterback decided to sit down and not stand during a stupid football game is essentially what it is it's entertainment like i don't really care that he sits or that he stands i just i think perspective is a big deal and them getting upset that this guy is just sitting down because of a football game is like exactly what the big you know power brokers want us to do is just it's divisive essentially in the end to keep us blind to what they're really doing to us and that's taking away what little freedoms we still have left Right, I mean, most of that comes from the fact that we're at a perpetual state of war, and the government can basically almost has. I mean, the points at which the government is the most powerful is the po- are the points during are the periods during war, but you know, we're at a point we're at a point now where what we've been on the war terror for for how long now? Thirteen years. Fifteen. Fifteen years now. I mean. I mean, it's unprecedented. I don't think we've had any other war that's ever gone on this long. And well, I mean, I mean, maybe you can if nothing of this size, I mean, you can you can probably count the war against the Native Americans as something that went on for a long time. But that was kind of on and off conflict until basically they they were so outnumbered, there was no way that they were going to be a threat anymore. It's essentially what those came down to. But they're just gaining. It's like the government, like you said, the government is gaining more and more control over our lives. And the reason why people are, are okay with it is because the fact that we're at war and they feel like the freedoms that are being taken away are going to make us safer when in reality it doesn't seem like we're getting safer. No, ISIS is still a thing. Like, granted, I'm not I'm not scared of ISIS at all. Like, seriously. Like, I, people get, like, all hot and bothered about radical Islamic terrorists and I'm just sitting here, like... Not not worried about it, and I was talking about it with a friend uh, a couple days ago, and you know, being a superpower like we are, like terrorist attacks on your country kind of come with being a superpower. Like it's it it just kind of happens, <clears throat> and it, it would happen less if we weren't as involved in their regions of the world, like you know occupying and regime change and everything but even if we didn't do that like terrorist attacks against superpowers are just it just kind of the price of admission and it doesn't make it okay but you're not going to be able to stop all these people all the time so like that's that's pretty much how i feel about it like you freaking out like my 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 family comes from mid michigan like in the middle of the michigan it's like bfn essentially and they're all like worried about keeping muslims out and it's like yes because isis is coming right for you in mount pleasant michigan like that's where they're gonna go (laughs) like like give me a break like no 
Like, calm down. You're just buying into what they want you to believe. Right, so that way they can keep getting more power. Like, it is so silly to talk to people about ISIS. It's like, get real. These people have no Navy. They have no Air Force. There's no Navy. They are... (laughs) I'm more worried about the Russians than I am about ISIS, if we're going to, like, talk about that. Yeah, and then you have these... And America, like, geographically, is in one of the best situations in the on the planet period we have to the east and the west these huge oceans gigantic by the time you even get a quarter of the way to the united states we know you are coming on both ends of the aisle there's no way to get to us by by land safely i mean you can try the Bering Strait, but that's not even connected you'd still need boats to get across there yeah and then you have to go through through alaska you have to go through alaska which we know by then and then you have to go through Canada. Best of luck with that as well. Like it is silly to even think that ISIS is a threat. And then you got to the north, Canada. They're pretty friendly with us. You get to the south, Mexico. As long as we make, you know, as long as somebody doesn't get into political office, they'll, they'll probably stay pretty friendly with us as well. Uh, and then Mexico has never really wanted that problem after the Mexican-American War. So I'm pretty sure they're not trying to get involved in that. So. We're pretty much in one of the most, like, best defensive situations you can be in. No, but the Muslims are coming, and they're going to kill the us Muslims, all. Yes, and they're coming through these Syrian refugees that are mostly women and children. Uh, over, like, 80% are women and children, but they're coming through them, and they're going to get us. Yeah. Yeah. It's laughable. At, at best, it is laughable. It's just fear-mongering, and it appeals to a certain base in this country, and it's a base that we regularly attack and ridicule for good reason. Right, and I mean, to the to somebody who doesn't even, who doesn't think about it extensively, I mean, it, it is scary. I mean, you see those videos. I mean, they are decapitating Christians on television and uploading it for everybody to see. I mean, it... In their defense, it is scary, but if you think about it just a little bit more, if you think about not only the fact that we, we're in this, like, golden situation, but basically America has the largest Navy and Air Force on the planet. Even if they were able to build something that was to be a threat, it would be demolished immediately. Not to mention that we have a heavily armed population. Right. Heavily armed population but that's assuming that they'd even be able to get there in the first place, which realistically they wouldn't be able yeah, to. No. So, at best, that's, at best, it's laughable. So, uh, we kind of got sidetracked a little bit from uh, yeah. our boy Colin. <laughs> Was there? I I had pretty much exhausted everything I wanted to talk about with that. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? No, not in terms of in terms of Colin, but it, it is a really good way for us to jump into the fact of how we feel. I don't know if it's just right wingers, if it's left wingers as well. How no, there just seems idiots. to be this. They're, yeah, they're both definitely idiots, but how there just seems to be this unrelenting worship and patriotism towards this nation, and it's almost. It, I think we talked about it before on here, but it's just it's very. It's almost like a religion in a sense that of how people, because right. I mean, if I disrespect somebody's religion. They take it personal. Like, they're angry. They feel like I personally attacked them by saying that, you know, their religion is ludicrous and that it's dumb for them to think to think that, right? That's never happened that's, to me. 
that's that's probably never happened to you. And I would never say something like that on a daily basis. Um, and that seems to be exactly what's going on with this, where people are taking it as a personal as a personal stab at them by by him saying that he doesn't think that this nation is great. He's basically saying that he doesn't think they're great people. Essentially. Essentially, and that's and it's got very religious similarities to it. You know, obviously, obviously, you got we got our religious symbols, which would be the flag. We got our, you know, I got we got our prophet like figures, the founding fathers. We have our hymns, we these, right? We our, got our we religious got our, we, got our, we have our mythology built up, right? We got these, we got these rituals, right? Put your hand on your heart, read off this ridiculous verse. Well, the and law. Then make sure, right? That's the and law. Then make sure, right? And then. There doesn't have to be any proof that this is real. You just have to believe it. Yeah, when it's, when essentially the United States is just a ratification by states to say, like, yeah, we'll follow the Constitution and some invisible lines to the north and south of us. Like, that's what this country is. Essentially, right? It's all, it's at this, it's, it's really faith-based and people are taking it very negatively when somebody when somebody challenges that faith people take it very negatively unless unless donald trump says it then when he says make america great again ever when everyone's just like oh yeah this country sucks because obama's leading it and we need to we need to make it great again but the minute colin kaepernick he says whatever his name is is just like i'm not going to stand for a flag of a country that doesn't do anything to protect black citizens, everyone's just like, "How dare he!" Like, get like, it's hypocritical, but it's okay because when Donald Trump does it, because he's a successful white businessman, Colin Kaepernick, he does it. He's just some black guy who plays football. Remember, successful white businessman who only got a small loan from his father of a million dollars. Didn't we promise each loan. other we wouldn't talk about Donald Trump today? And look where we ended up. It's. The man, the man. I can see why the media talks about him so much because the man is so. It's so hard not to. Well, it is. they're not. They're not always negatively talking about him. But if they were, I can see why it's so hard not to. Because he's just so ah, intoxicating. Right. Yeah, at best, ah, the, the man is. Yeah, it's like he just seeps. It's like his lies and his and his ranch just seep into every part of our society, and I just cannot help find a way to throw him in there and try to bash him down, which I'm actually just giving him more attention than he deserves. But. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. But he is a presidential nominee, and we probably he's should talk big, about him, unfortunately. Yeah he's, yeah, he's kind of a big deal at the moment. His, he his, could potentially lead the country. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not around for that. But Yeah, hopefully. Sorry. But that's the case, and I know. Speaking of Donald Trump, I mean, did you see that stuff about him going to Mexico and meeting with the Mexican president? Yeah, that was kind of a shit show. That is probably one of the best things I've read on the internet in a long time. Well, it is absolutely hilarious. Well, like he, he had that visit last week, and everyone was just like, oh, it's a really smart move. He's starting to like calm down on immigration and everything and then he like after after that he has a rally in arizona and it's this like most hard line immigration rhetoric yet saying stuff like we're building the wall mexico's paying for it you know we're not going to give them amnesty we're still going to deport them 
and he just comes out and the Mexican president's just like he he lied to me. He told me that we weren't going to pay for a wall and he said all these things and then he just goes on stage and just like he's disrespectful at the press conference at first. He talks first when he's in a different country and the, at the guy's house just like does everything first. He's disrespectful there and then he like he essentially lied to the guy. Like you want this guy like leading the country and talking to foreign leaders? Right. I found it funny when the guy told the Mexican president was doing all those tweets and he's like, well, we didn't talk about the wall. Donald Trump said we weren't going to pay for the wall. And he says, Donald Trump, also to throw in there, Donald Trump actually even paid for lunch for me as well, which was great. That's funny. Uh, that was my, that was my favorite part. Yeah. He's going to get, he's going to get them to pay for the wall um, after he pays for the Mexican president's lunch. That was nice of him. Yeah, that was pretty nice of him. I'm pretty sure the Mexican president thought that was pretty nice. You can pay for my lunch. Oh, did you see that thing too, where that um, that uh, Mexican? I guess Mexicans. There are still some Latinos who support Trump. Surprisingly, one of his surrogates went on the news and said that if we don't stop um, immigration, there's going to be taco trucks on every street. Did you see that? Please. Yeah, I did see that. I'm just and like, I was. I can I can think of one reason to vote for Donald Trump right there. Like taco trucks on every street, like I, yeah, I, whoever can get me that, like, dude, you got my vote. Yeah, for real. Yeah, if, if whatever presidential candidate is like, yeah, you vote for me, you get me in the office. We'll make sure there's a taco truck on every corner. Out, yeah, please like, sign, sign the bill. Me up. Sign, yeah, sign me up. Who do I gotta? Who do I gotta get in Congress in my district as well for you to get this passed as well? Because I will get. Yeah, I mean, Justin Amash is a pretty cool guy overall. I mean, you know, certain things he kind of sucks on, but overall he's a pretty cool guy. But if he's not for the taco trucks on every corner, he's got to go. Yep, no, he probably wouldn't be because he's one of those libertarian Tea Partiers. <laughs> waste libertarian waste, party, waste yeah. of taxpayer dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he if, probably would be behind If you're that. keeping the populace happy with tacos, like, I don't see the problem. Now all those tacos are going to generate revenue. Yeah, right. it's going to become a saturated market, so they're going to become really cheap for everybody as well. Yeah, um, competition breeds better products, so it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, win-win for everybody. So, so we're getting sidetracked again, which is what we do. Yeah, quite a bit. But now I want tacos. <laughs> um. You wanted to talk a little bit about the SJWs. I mean, I don't really want to, but I feel like we go after um, right-wingers enough that we should probably be fair and go after the militant version of liberals. So it was just kind of a inevitability issue. And uh, there's been some things lately that have just really irked me with certain SJWs that are in my life. So, yeah. And I know how you feel about it, so I didn't really have to twist your arm a whole lot to get this conversation going. No, I mean, you know that I don't really like either sides of the political aisle too much. But uh, in terms of uh, SJWs or social justice warriors... Um, just, hearing, really, just, just hearing you say that just like makes me go... <laughs> SJWs. SJWs. I really don't like their whole, like... For one, I don't like the whole, like, they feel like they need to defend Islam, but, you know, they're not really behind. 
the same things that they want to defend Islam over, they're willing to crucify somebody over like Christianity. I had because some... in this nation, Islam is a minority religion, so they feel like they need to protect them. Yeah, it's a, re- it's a religion of marginalized communities. And yeah, like you said. And in, it, this na- in this nation it yeah. is, but... But either way, I mean... Islam has some, just like with Christianity, Islam has some pretty messed up ideas in terms of how it treats its women, how it especially how it treats gays, how it te- treats people who want to leave the faith. I mean, those are things that how unbelievers are treated, like right, and it, especially like most social justice warriors tend to be liberal, atheist, secular. So, but in, unlike Christianity, Islam is supposed to cover like all facets of life. It's not only a religion; it's also a political system. To, to this is how you run your country. This is how you have an Islamic country, and there are rules for how you run a country. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, but Islam covers all aspects of life, not just the religious part. Whereas Christianity has the render unto Caesar what is Caesar, render unto God's what is God's. There's kind of the, hey, like, you know, this is the, this is the part of life that is faith-based, and then there's, like, the other part of life that we, like, Christianity doesn't control all aspects of society. There are Christians who would like that in this country and others, but there's not a basis in Christianity to have that. Islam is very different, and I know not all Muslims want Islam to be the ruling body of their country but it's still in there that foundation is in there to set that up and that's what sharia law is and i actually had a friend of mine uh, not so much a friend an acquaintance of mine say that oh sharia law is not that bad i'm just like are you kidding me like sjw bullshit essentially what it was sharia law is not that bad like have you been to saudi arabia go to saudi arabia and like tell me sharia law is not that bad please yeah yeah, yeah. Was it was it a man or a woman? That was a man. It was a man. Oh man, that would have been great if it was a woman, because then you could have been like, "Best of luck driving by yourself in Saudi Arabia." Well, there's there's that Best. woman. Pen, there's that woman pundit on CNN. Let me look her up real quick. Who said Sharia law was progressive? Let me yeah. look her up real quick. What? How? Okay, how is yeah, it? Here we go. This, how is it this is from last week. Sorry, my computer's loading up. So this is uh, this is the first news I this is the first article I got. It's from One News now. CNN commentator defends Sharia as progressist. Oh, I don't want to sign up for your daily news brief. I'm podcasting. I don't have time to do this right now. Thank you. All right. So a leftist commentator for CNN is defending the statement she made less than two weeks ago when she called Sharia law and the Muslims who follow it progressive. Sally Cohn received much backlash after she tweeted in defense of Sharia law and progressive Muslims while criticizing Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump's proposed policy of screening Muslims entering the country. Uh, where's the Twitter post? Do I have to leave the site to do it? All right, let's find the Twitter post. But yeah, so this is this is what, you know, this is what liberals do, is defend Sharia law as being progressive. Okay, hey, at real Donald Trump, many progressive Muslims, the one who should support, the ones we should support in ideological fight against extremism, believe in Sharia. Oh gosh, like that's like the one of the most idiotic things I've heard in a long time. 
and I and I know that I shouldn't bring gen- sex into it, but especially coming from a woman, like it's equally as bad from a man. But the fact that like Sharia law has specific thing, specific limitations on a woman's right, uh, is it, just crazy. Like you are you are in Sharia law. Sharia law, women are property. Like. They're not individuals. They are property of their fathers, and then when they get married, they're properties of their husband. Not too much different than how this nation was uh, before the progressive era. So that's just crazy to me that she would just consider that progressive for her base. She would if she if she lived in a Sharia law nation, she like Saudi Arabia, she would never even be able to come out and say anything like that. Like that just blows my mind that she even would say something like that. She would be talking out of turn by saying something like that. Yeah, no, and unfortunately I'm not able to find anything that that says, like, this is what Sharia law says. Like, it's just so, like, ingrained into the Quran that I would have to read the whole Quran again to see what Sharia law is. But there's, like, this whole article on here of women just main article women in muslim islam and domestic violence many claim sharia law encourages domestic violence against women when a husband suspects disobedience in his wife like that shit's messed up it's messed up and you can't say you can't say that only a minority of muslims believe in this when sharia is implemented in vastly right the there's only like two examples there's only like two examples that i can think of where it's not like that in terms of Islamic nations. The only two I can think of are um, Indonesia and Turkey. and in Turkey. Those are the only two examples. Beyond that, every other nation seems to be rooted that women should be subservient to men and that they should basically live as second-class citizens at this point. And nobody in those nations seem to be jumping up or, you know, they don't seem to be in a hurry to change that. All right, so I, I, I was able to find some uh, some things that you are not allowed to do according to Sharia law. Theft is punishable by amputating your right hand. Criticizing or denying any part of the Quran is punishable by death. Criticizing Muhammad or denying that he is a prophet is punishable by death. A non-Muslim who leads a Muslim away from Islam is punishable by death. A man can marry an infant girl and consummate the marriage when she is nine years old. Like a man can have a woman can have one husband. Who can have up to four wives? <clears throat> a man can beat his wife. A man can unilaterally divorce his wife. A woman needs her husband's consent to divorce. Women cannot drive car. A woman cannot speak alone to a man who is not her husband or relative. Like it just goes on and on and on. Like it's like which countries use Sharia law? No, Indonesia uses Sharia law. Really? Interesting. Yeah. They're pretty pretty. I wonder what parts they don't yeah. use then. Turkey does not. But yeah, no, it's yeah, it's not definitely not progressive in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it didn't sound that bad. I mean, basically, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would just love to cut people's right hands off if they stole stuff from me. Like, why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be sarcastic about it, but it's really hard. Because you just sound like a jerk when you're in defense of what you just said. Did you know that we're racist now because we just criticized Islam? Islam's not a race, so I'm not a racist. No, we are. We're bigoted. So 
I'm just I'm just let, I'm just I'm just letting you know that we're because we criticized Islam according to social justice warriors we are we are bigoted people now so to all the SJWs that listen I'm I'm sorry about everything that I mean, we just I, said I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sorry I'm perfectly yeah I'm perfectly fine with being bigoted but I'm definitely not racist because I always found that hilarious when people would say that you're racist to to Muslims because that is a very diverse group of people. So there's there's no race of Muslims, but whatever you say, bro. Yeah, what, whatever you say. So yeah, Indonesians and people in Turkey have the same genetic codes and skin tone, I'm sure as well. But whatever. So now that we spent a few minutes criticizing Islam, which you know I'm always down to doing. I, I, I love criticizing Islam and religion in general, but S, S, SJWs, we're not, I'm not done with you yet. So, I was telling you earlier, and I'll I'll hold this up in court. I have honestly never met a group of more close-minded people than than liberals in general. Like in general, I think liberals are some of the most close-minded people that are in this country. Don't get me wrong, like conservatives are like really close-minded but liberals like will not associate like they're more liberals are more likely to not associate with somebody who has a differing opinion than them than conservatives conservatives love having liberal friends because it's so easy to get under their skin and to just like make fun of them like to have healthy discourse like most of most conservatives i know like are completely fine having liberals or democrats as friends because they don't mind the discourse or getting under their skin, but liberals, like the amount of liberals that I know that like actively have conservative friends or friends who think differently than them and then them is like a slim minority. And it's upsetting because it leads to the situation we're in right now with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, like no healthy discourse in this country. It's all people on the left are horrible. People on the right are horrible. You know, the same song and dance we've said for the past like eight episodes. Right. I mean, I've seen people all over my Facebook who are basically like, if you don't agree on XYZ topic, then you can just get yourself off my friends list. You can just delete yourself right now. See ya. See Yeah, see ya. I mean, I didn't disagree with you, but if you're going to make you know strong army decisions like that or statements like that, then I definitely need to get you out of my life as soon as possible. But it's just so silly. Like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, they're just so very narrow-minded. Like, you have to think... 100% about this topic just like I do or otherwise I, I have to cut you off I need you out of my life like I was talking to you I was talking to you earlier about it about the whole like liberals want you unlike the gay marriage topic like they want if you are a conservative let's say you're a conservative and you don't agree with it for religious reasons but you will support a person's right to do something like that to have you know you will allow, you're not going to politically go out and try to stop them from it, right? You're not going to go out there and protest. You you probably won't vote based on that topic, but you personally don't feel that it's right. They will basically, like, castrate you and basically say that you're completely wrong, that you're bigoted, um, and cut you out their life because you don't agree 100% on the topic, how they agree on it, that you need to be, that you need to be actively for it instead of just passively letting it happen. I don't necessarily agree with that. No, and I I have family. I, I come from a pretty conservative 
um, household and I don't want to say a majority of my family, but I, I have family members who, you know, have their religious reasons for being opposed to same-sex marriage, which I personally think is absolutely ridiculous. I think there's no basis to deny homosexuals the right to get married besides religious reasons. And I'm thankful that the Supreme Court d decided last year that it was unconstitutional to deny their marriages. So I, I'm hoping this issue will be put to rest in the coming years. But people I know, they don't agree with it. They're, they're not huge fans of it because supposedly the Bible tells them to be upset about it. But they're they're not doing anything to actively like stop the people in their lives from you know living out their lives and doing the things that they do. So that being said, I don't agree with their viewpoint, but they're allowed to think that. They have every right to believe that, even though I think it's an outdated and I think they're wrong. Like you're allowed to be wrong about issues. Like they don't think they're wrong, but. You 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 cutting you cutting them out of your life and perpetuating the stereotype and pushing them deeper into their own mindset does nothing to help show them that their their thinking is wrong. And I think that the me I think that the media has parts has is part of the problem when it comes to this um, on both sides of the aisle. They used to have before. I don't. I don't know exactly at the time period, but they used to have like these like very constructive debates between like people on both sides of the aisle on issues. They don't do that anymore. It's basically like you get one hundred percent like liberal thinking, or you get like one hundred percent conservative thinking. No, they'll, they'll they'll have they'll have one person who thinks differently on the panel, and then everybody will just gang up on them. Right, basically tell them how dumb and wrong they are, and kind of get them in a frenzy so they can't actually like come up with a constructive rebuttal so they have so then they do look dumb so i mean that's just very that that's just annoying i wish that we could have a media outlet that basically had constructive you know constructive conversations and criticisms from both sides where they could try to come together and and try to find like a you know some median between the two some type of solution where both sides have to give something up in order for the benefit of everyone, but they're but they're not doing that. Yeah, speaking of healthy discourse, there's this um, there's this awesome program, this podcast I listen to, um, Intelligence Squared, and then there's Intelligence Squared US. the The first Intelligence Squared is like a series of debates over in England that I I don't always agree with. You know, there's there's always something I have like more I have my leanings towards, but. Yeah, the debate programs are usually about an hour, hour and a half long, and it, it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's just got like a panel of 3v3 debates versus any topic. There's a topic about Brexit. There's a topic about letting in more refugees, and I don't necessarily always agree with um, the side that I'm opposed to, but they bring really good points to the table, and it makes me question what I, how I feel about certain things. And the U.S. one talks about more U.S. issues, so I'm going to drop intelligent, do a little... Uh, promo for intelligence squared i hope you guys all t listen to it i don't let's do it as much as i should but like you said having debates i'm pretty sure a lot of that ended back in the late 80s early 90s when 24 hours news cycle became a thing like at that point there was like there's no reason to have that anymore when you could watch news 24 hours a day plus ronald reagan went into office as well i'm not saying that that's connected but yeah uh, ronald reagan the savior of the conservative movement 
We should do an episode. We should do an episode on him someday. God, I just feel like there's just so much more reading that I want to do on Ronald Reagan, but I'll do it. There's just so much with Ronald Reagan that you can talk about. We're huge I mean, fans. Yeah, we're huge fans and everything he does, you know, but he did or whatever. But uh, I don't know if I can. Re- I don't know if I want to read that much on, on any man, but. <laughs> Let alone Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Let alone the boring Ronald Reagan. Oh, right, that's a lie. I have done probably that much reading on Genghis Khan, actually. But, I mean, that's an actual interesting topic, though. Anyways, uh, we are getting off topic again. I know, but it's just so much fun. Is there anything you wanted to add about social justice warriors? Social justice warriors. Triggered. Right. The one thing that I hate about social justice warriors, I used to, I used to work with a social justice warrior. Um, yeah, I know, I, I am as well. And the one thing that was very upsetting with working with her is she always felt like she had to like be there to defend me and my blackness. <laughs> it's the only way I know how to put it. Like she always had to be like defending me for it, and then like she always was bringing up reasons why. She was different than other white people or whatever. It's just very annoying. Like, I don't... I don't know how other people of color feel about this subject, but I don't need your help. Like, I am perfectly fine living my life. And for the most part, until people bring attention to it, I really don't notice that there's any real big issues out there for me to, like, have to deal with. But when you bring up stuff like that, it just makes it uncomfortable. And it's kind of aggravating that you feel like you, I need you to help me because I, I have this skin color. If anything, I feel like that is a form of racism because you're not doing the same thing to your white friends. Hey, hey don't worry. Uh, there's white people out here to make sure that you're protected from other white people because you, you can't do that for yourself. So I can't do that for myself. And I probably don't notice it because I'm just so ignorant and I just sit on a porch all day. But whatever. That so that's my that's that's like my big yeah I know that's like my big issue with them is I just always feel like they're just like I'm being patronized or or something with them. I don't like I, I don't I also don't like being reminded of like oh white privilege you you have white privilege like check your privilege Matt I'm just like shut up. Like, seriously, like, get over yourself. Why don't you check your privilege? White, white, white privilege is kind of, it's kind of silly. I, I see at work, I see so many people that come in and vast majority of them are white people who are just like broke and like living off like welfare and stuff like that. I don't really know what all this white privilege is considering that like most scholarships, most grants are awarded to minorities based on their color and then affirmative action helps them out as well. But whatever, you got so much white privilege over there. Maybe like in a social sense you do when people don't feel as threatened, but from the immediate interaction with you. But for the most part, I mean, most programs are there to support people of my color, not yours. Yeah, no, and I, I would, I would agree. I think that when it comes to white, white privilege, it comes to a lot of social issues and, the criminal justice system and stuff like that. I think that's what they're talking about. But yeah, no, I, I feel you. There's there's no scholarships for and like honestly, like the the idea of having a scholarship for for being white is like completely asinine to me. 
Like I understand like wh- I understand why those programs and scholarships are in place for certain communities. And then people like get upset when it's like, oh, why can't white people have this stuff? And like, why can't white people have this stuff? It's like, because the the entire history of America is White History Month. Like, let, let's get real serious. Like America, like you get White History Month like all the time. You got it. You got it through the whole history. So like, calm down. The Black History Month. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, you're gonna be fine for a month. Yeah, I I really wish that they were just more intertangled the histories together where they just wouldn't focus on one month of like black key people like here's Rosa Parks here's like you know uh, Harry Tubman and then here's Martin Luther King and maybe some Malcolm X you know sprinkled on top for you I really wish it was just inclusive where overall you know yeah like everything else like it was like this is some cool stuff that happened and these people happen to be black while they did this like you know like like the Tuskegee Airmen, why not bring them up during World War Two? Why does that only have to be brought up in February? Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I get you. So, right. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. But you know, you can't have it. You know, I guess it's a progress thing. Where, I God, I don't even know where Black History Month came from. Actually, I kind of want to look up like the origins of that. It's all Obama's fault. Designation. Let's make sure that first off, we're going to make a Black History Month. Second of all. It's got to be the shortest month out of the year, first off. I can't. There's only so long I can let my my precious white baby listen to this bull. Oh, gosh, that's too funny. That's way too funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I got anything else on white privilege for you, man. No, I don't really either. Unless I want to be checked by somebody who listens to this, I probably shouldn't say anymore. Oh, please, please bring it up. I, I, you can just give them if they try to check you. You can just give them my number. I'll triggers, triggers, right? The, the Irrational Thoughts podcast is definitely not a safe space for anybody. No, not not in any way, shape, or form. Uh, also, just want to rethrow it out there that Hillary Clinton is the. The claims are the worst thing that happened to black people since slavery. Like, I just wanted to just re-throw wow, that out man, there. I can, just in case you were again. just... I had to. I couldn't help it. Because people probably didn't hear me the first time because the audio was bad. But I wanted to make sure that they heard me clearly this oh, time. I'm sure... I'm, she's, I'll, I'll put that... We'll have, to, we'll have to name that episode title. Worse than slavery. Worse than slavery. <laughs> well, no... No, I said she's the worst thing that happened to black people since slavery. So All she's right. not worse than slavery. I don't think they're not worse than slavery, but they're but you know, there's like slavery, then the Clintons, then Jim Crow laws. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no comment. No comment. That's fine. I have all the, I, I will make all the comments in that regard. That's fine. Um yeah, I think that, that that about absorbs the topics that, that I can think to talk about right now. If you got something you want to throw out there. No, I think I'm good. I think we talked about talked about some of the things I want to talk about, talked some of the things you want to talk about. All right. Okay. Well I'll go ahead and, and wrap this up. Uh thanks again for listening to us. Um tell us how you like the new program that you're doing it. We're doing it very unscript like, not going through as you can see, we're like in the middle of looking up stuff on on Google as we're talking about it. Um, you know, again, we would like to hear your feedback, comments on, you know, either podcast.com, 
comment on iTunes. We're on Twitter. Um, I think you've been trying to use Twitter more, haven't you? I've been trying to, and been trying to. Yeah. Some, I days, will, uh, some days are better than I others. Will, right. I will put an effort to try to put more posts out there. It's been a little bit more difficult for me with with school and work to try to find articles out there or comments that I want to make um, that, for one, that won't make you want to come and stab me in the eye because I can I can make I can make those comments all day as you can already tell. Um, but then to you know I I want to make sure that we're putting out stuff out there that is going to be more informative than going to be divisive anything um but you know like i said we'd like to hear your feedback on on a multitude of things um please give us any type of feedback that would be constructive in whatever way shape or form anything to add to that just don't use any trigger words because i'm easily triggered <laughs> make sure you also don't tread on him please he, don't he's big on, he's, he's big he's He's big on that. He he thought about changing our cover photo to the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. It's still it's um, gonna happen. Yeah, I, I I'll I'll probably fix that shortly. But <laughs> <laughs> so again, thanks for listening. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy what we're doing, and have a good day. Thanks. Have a good one.